We're so glad that you're hanging with us today. Before I read from Acts chapter 2, uh, beginning in uh, verse 42, I want to just say that we're watching the, the rising number of cases uh, of hospitalization, specifically in and around the Atlanta area. And seeing those numbers go up as we have, have given us a real sense that we're in this uh, sort of strange dystopian season for the long haul. For the next three months at least, we're not going to be aiming to have Sunday services here at Trinity. And our commitment to you is to continue to up our game to do a better and better job of bringing resources to you. Not just Sundays or classes or devotions through the podcast, but also opportunities for us to be gathering. And that's what we're going to spend a lot of our time together one of the, uh, today thinking about. One of the things that I think we have to recognize is that just because we're in a season of upheaval, it does not mean that there are not new opportunities for us to be Christian and to be the people of God, actually to remember that we belong to each other, to a story that's bigger than us. So with that in mind, if you have your Bibles, uh, I'm going to read a passage uh, in Acts 2, beginning in verse 42, then we'll pray and then just spend a little bit of time here at the beginning of your day thinking about uh, the Word of God and what it means for us. The Bible says, they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and fellowship to the breaking of bread and the prayers. And awe came upon everyone because many wonders and signs were being done by the apostles. All who believed were together and had all things in common. They would sell their possessions and goods and distribute the proceeds to all as any had need. Day by day, as they spent much time together in the temple, they broke bread at home and ate their food with glad and generous hearts, praising God and having the goodwill of all the people and day by day, the Lord added to their number those who were being saved. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for the Bible. And we ask God today as we think about these things, as we try to imagine what does it look like for us to have a way of life, a rule of life, together as a church and as individuals, we ask, Holy Spirit, that you would help us. Help us to think true and deep thoughts. God, we pray that you would give us the grace to be the church right where we are, in Jesus' name, amen, amen. Y'all, these early friends of Jesus uh, that we see in the very beginning of the book of Acts, they had developed a way of doing their life together. They had developed a way of being Christian, and Christians throughout the ages have referred to this as a rule of life. But the word rule for many of us is not a fun word to sit with. We, we sometimes are tripped up by it thinking it means a rule of life means compulsory rules. If that's distracting for you, I want you to think about what I'm about to say to you out of the Bible as a way of articulating a way of doing our life with God with great intentionality. See, the Lord doesn't want us to be the kinds of people who live our Christian spirituality in uh, our personal lives or in our corporate life. He doesn't want us to do that accidentally or unintentionally. He wants us to have a way of doing this life together. And Christians throughout the ages have simply referred to that as a rule of life. Now, if you've been a part of this church, you know that rule of life is a great passion of mine and many of our leaders. And we've spent a lot of time historically at Trinity speaking to you about the crafting of a personal rule of life. Well, there's also a corporate rule of life. 
And we're actually going to spend our time together today thinking about what does it look like for Trinity, for the people who call this place home, to develop a kind of corporate rule, a, a collective way of doing our life with God. I'm going to give you a call to action today. Actually, over the next number of weeks, we are going to call you to definitive and concrete action about how to get your life with God moving in a direction where you can be sustained over this season and what you have in front of us. See, if you think about Acts 2, uh, these friends of Jesus had actually experienced a remarkable disorientation. Uh, Jesus's death and resurrection for them had been uh, unsettling to say the least, if not at times exciting. They felt lost, I think, so much of the time. But what we see in Acts 2 was that they were having to figure out how to do this thing together. They were having to figure out what does it look like for us to be intentional about living our life with God. And I believe that we can look at the book of Acts and learn something, something that will actually help us as a church and as Christians living in the midst of a pandemic with so much disorientation, in the midst of so much opportunity and invitation to see God's justice flow. But all of those things, the good and the bad, they turn us upside down. And we need help sometimes to know how to be oriented. That's where a rule of life comes into play. Maybe you're the kind of Christian that has spent your whole life just sort of getting by, hoping that as long as the sun shines and the wind's at your back, like you're good. But now we see a pandemic hit us. Now we see an invitation to racial justice happening all around us. And for many of us, maybe for the first time in a long time, we feel a bit unhooked or unmoored. A lot of people, and I'm hearing this all the time, would say to me, Chris, like, I, I miss coming into the house of God. I miss standing with believers at Trinity. It was like a shot in the arm, you know, it helped me kind of get through my week. And now you don't have that. But we want to call you to figure out what it looks like to live faithfully in the midst of a season of extended turbulence, because I think that's actually exactly where we are in a season of extended turbulence. We said earlier that there were three ways to look at this season. Uh, you could either look at this like a, a blizzard, like a short-term terrible thing. You just sort of dig in and bu bunker in and hunker down. Or you could look at it like a, a winter, a longer season with some blizzards intermixed. Or you could look at it almost like an ice age, a new age. See, I believe that the early friends of Jesus had gone from basically saying, we don't want to just see whatever's happening in front of us in terms of change as a blizzard. We want to prepare for a new age, a new way of being. And y'all, that requires new rhythms. I believe that we're uh, seeing this in maybe a clearer way than ever before. APS, the public school systems here in Atlanta, Cobb County and other municipalities have told all of you who have kids, we're going to 100% virtual learning. And for many parents in our community and the wider community, it was like a, a punch in the gut. Not because you don't like your kids. I mean, it has been a trying time maybe for some of you. But it's because we just don't know how to do this. That signal of schools shutting down into a virtual space to start the year, I think for many of us was like a reality check landing in front of us saying, y'all, we've got to figure out how to do this life that is in front of us, not just for a couple of days, weeks, or months, but maybe for a long, long period of time. See, when you sit in Acts 2, the, the flow of the passage is clear enough. They were devoted to learning and growth. They had friendship with one another. There was power from the Holy Spirit in their midst. They shared their stuff with each other. They went to church and they basically engaged in an early form of communion. They broke bread with glad and generous hearts. 
See, these practices for the early church, this rule of life led to the goodwill of others and people wanting to join. See, Dietrich Bonhoeffer once said, brilliantly, I think, your life as a Christian should make non-believers question their disbelief in God. And I just wanna ask you that question as boldly and bluntly as I can. Is your manner of life a curiosity inducer to people who don't yet know the Lord? That's the call of God on each and every one of us. But if you don't do your life with God on purpose, and if we as a church don't do our life with God, engage our life with God with great intentionality, I think we're gonna miss so much of the joy that God has in front of us. So when I, when I was doing doctoral work, and thanks be to God, I'm finished with doctoral work. When I was doing my doctoral work, I spent uh, actually maybe a bulk of my doctoral studies in the second chapter of Acts. So when I saw this one coming up, I was like super excited um, because I, I, I nerded out for three years in the second chapter of Acts. But here's one of the main takeaways from that whole immersive study. When we see at the end that they live their life with intentionality and then people were added to their number every day and people, uh, they enjoyed the goodwill of the community, that wasn't because their programming was super slick. It wasn't because they had the best kids ministry or they were doing the best stuff or they had the best coffee or um, their, their you know, wardrobes and lighting were better than everybody else's. Their church grew because there was something winsome and attractive about the work of the Holy Spirit. Y'all, I believe God is calling us collectively to be a place that aspires to live our spirituality in such a way that we become a kind of winsome, attractive presence to people, your life with God should cause your unbelieving friends to question their disbelief in God. So how are we gonna do this? As we've been thinking about this new day, as we've been thinking about what new rhythms are required for Trinity, for us as the, the collective family of God here at this church to be faithful, to flourish, Four new rhythms have come into our hearts and minds. And here's where I want to be painfully, well, hopefully not painfully, I want to be explicitly practical with you. See, if we don't have a kind of explicit call to action, then we'll think I should do better. But if we don't put feet to that should, then we just spin out. And that's where a lot of us are right now. Maybe you're feeling tired. Maybe you're thinking like, I I just wish that I could do this better. Well, I want to call you to to invest in. We want to call you to invest collectively in four new rhythms or habits, a new collective rule of life, if you will. Number one, I want you to begin to think about Sundays in a new way. And for many of us, Sundays are super weird and frankly, a little depressing because it's not what it used to be. And so what happened early on was a lot of us thought Sunday video church, super exciting because it's new. And then the new car smell wore off of it. And then we're thinking, I don't want to watch church anymore. I hear that phrase all all the time. I don't want to watch church. We want to call you to begin starting now, leading up to next Sunday, to imagine what Sundays is going to look like for you, your friends, your family. And this is an opportunity for some of us to gather in kind of micro social cohorts and do church together to like go and watch church. But maybe it'll be more than watching church. Maybe you could walk through a way of being in church with another group of friends or another family that you trust and you can follow your socially distancing guidelines and do it in a way that works. 
And then maybe have lunch afterward or some discussion, an opportunity to take Sundays and recapture it. Y'all, we're gonna be in this strange place for a, a, a long time, I think, for an extended period of time. So you gotta figure out Sunday. And I wanna call you explicitly to begin to discern what Sunday connections look like for you. If you have those connections, awesome. If you don't, reach out to us on our website. We're gonna begin to make it plain that we wanna help facilitate some connections if you don't already have them. So Sundays are gonna be really important. We're gonna be releasing more guides to help you walk through this Sunday experience. We're also gonna be helping with your kids to give some tools and some resources there. We wanna help you reimagine Sunday because y'all, we're not in a blizzard. This is a, an extended period of time and we want you to flourish. The second thing that we're gonna work on is calling you to action regarding small groups. And when we say small groups historically, our imagination is like, oh, neighborhood groups. That's what Trinity did. We're like 20, 30 people maybe gather um, throughout the week in a house. I want you to reimagine small groups in the most intuitive way possible. Small gatherings of people. We've said over and over again, we focused a lot of energy on the church gathered. Now we're having to focus on what it means to be the church scattered. Well, small groups, small clusters of people, two, three, four, five people, um, maybe up to 10. If you've got a trusted cohort, you've got to learn to learn together. You've got to learn to grow together. You've got to engage a way of being with other Christians. So there's Sunday, but there's also small groups. And our commitment to you over the next couple of weeks is to give you options. We're actually working on a number of templates where we're gonna give you a study to do. Um, we're gonna give you an opportunity to engage in racial reconciliation and racial justice. We're gonna give you an opportunity to focus on the beginning of faith. We're gonna give multiple options for people to grow in small clusters of community. And we want you to take advantage of that and find some people that you can say, let's hang out together on a back porch in a responsible way, but let's do it where we're growing, where we're really taking ground. The third thing that we wanna talk about over the next number of weeks and explicitly call you to action is on personal and private devotion. Now, historically, we've spent a lot of time, right, on personal devotion. What does a rule of life look like for me um, in my own private life with God? Well, that's gonna be a part of what we're working on. We want you to be the kind of person who grows in your inner life with God. So we're gonna be giving explicit resources. The podcast that my wife and I are gonna be leading starting at the end of the month is gonna be focused on rule of life and personal devotion of you being the kind of Christian in your inner life that God's called you to be. We're also gonna do a workshop on how to craft a personal rule of life. We wanna equip you so that you don't live in the arena of shoulds and oughts, but you say, I wanna do this thing for real and for good. And finally, the last part of the call to action for us on this rule of life is gonna be love of neighbor. If you've been around here since the pandemic started, we raised $600,000 to give away on a love your neighbor initiative. And that's amazing. It was actually way more than we thought. We had set a goal of like 200 and then it went to 600 because of the generosity of people like you in our church. But you know, loving your neighbor is not just about raising money and then giving it away. That's amazing. We've helped nonprofits pay rent assistance. We've helped people buy buildings to house after school program. We're doing all kinds of awesome stuff with our money, but we wanna leverage you, mobilize you to be the church scattered. What does it mean to be Christian outside of just opening up your pocketbook? 
in the weeks and months ahead. And I believe by the grace of God, forevermore, Trinity is going to be a church known to be on mission. Not just the church did it, but you did it as a member of the church. And so historically what Trinity's done is a lot of, here's some resources, go find out, sign up on the website, do this, that, or the other, and be the Christian on mission. We're gonna continue to give those resources, but now we're gonna be pivoting to say, we are going to do that service project. Come along with us so that you would be aware and feel that sense of buy-in to say, I'm a part of the family of God. I'm in something really meaningful. Y'all, if we don't matter to Atlanta in this strange dystopian season, if we don't matter now, then we're never gonna matter. And one of the risks that we have as Christians is just let's wait for this to blow over. Y'all, it may not blow over anytime soon. And I just wanna say, even if it does, even when we get back to normal, we want to be a church known for a rule of life. So Sundays, small groups, personal devotion, and loving your neighbor, mattering to Atlanta. In the next number of weeks, we're going to be creating explicit opportunity. We're going to tell you about them in our services. We're also going to put them on our website and promote them through social media. Real opportunities for you to go out of the realm of thinking about these things to ample opportunity to be these things. And I will tell you, if we do it together, we as the church, we will be a better church. And we'll never look back and say, oh, thank God for a pandemic. This is a horrible season we're in. But we might look back and say, God, thank you for what you did during a season of remarkable difficulty. And in that sense, we'll be just like those early friends of Jesus. A rule of life that leads to glad and sincere and generous hearts, that leads to people wanting to join, not a church, but join in on what Jesus is doing. That's our hope, and we're gonna call you to action. And now, I'm gonna send us out with a prayer. And you probably know these words. Let's pray the words of the Lord's Prayer together. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever, amen. God bless you, go in peace. We'll see you next week. And I want you to be thinking about what Sunday is gonna look like for you next week. Amen.